Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Fabulous pre-owned inventory as well. Well, it's Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors here, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day, John Rahm in the par 3 contest with a little fun and a big reward. Skipped it off the pond. The the way you would take a stone and try and skip it, skip the ball golf ball off the pond, bang, 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 and a hole in one. He was asked later about this. And he said, What was your inspiration for it? He said, Greg Wetzel. <laughs> Remarkable. We have, we're surrounded by inspiring people. All right. Uh, somebody I think that is just... Uh, my respect for him can't be any greater, personally, professionally. Ivan Mazel joins us uh, currently with ESPN. Ivan, is welcome back. Great to have you with us. And same to you, Steve. I, I enjoy you on... Uh, on Sirius XM when I can find you on Saturdays and, and, and even on Wednesday afternoons as well. I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, let's, uh, I want to, let's get into the college football part of it. Let's, let's get to the fun part first. It hasn't been fun, obviously, trying to deal with the twists and turns. What kind of decisions will the college football playoff committee have to make based on the fact that not everybody's going to be playing the same amount of games with this all said and done? really hard ones i mean it, it's a hard decision uh i don't envy them I, I think as always there's genius and simplicity i mean the only rule they really have is to pick the four best teams so the committee members can you know they're going to figure that out and you know each one of them will figure that out who they think are the four best teams and and that's what they'll go with you know the the, the tough part will be figuring that out I don't know how you compare a Pac-12 champion with 7-0 and to a, a Big Ten champion that's you know uh, played nine games to an ACC team that's played 12 or you know it's 
it's uh, I, I, I don't understand how they're going to do it, but there's no hard and fast metric. They just have to make decisions. To this point, now Notre Dame played Clemson, obviously, the other night, and the odds are they may meet again in the ACC championship game. What makes Notre Dame the type of team that, you know, sans Trevor Lawrence and a couple of other stories, but what makes Notre Dame the kind of team that can go toe-to-toe with Clemson in that situation? Well, they're, they are they're a physical team. They've got a terrific running game. And as, as uh, crazy as offensive football has gotten over the last decade, <laughs> uh, with, you know, the advent toward up-tempo spreads and, 70% completion rates and uh, running the ball is still a very effective tool and uh, Notre Dame has is doing a terrific job of it you know Ian Book is a he's a good college quarterback you know I think his I don't know that he can pass you uh, where you want to go but he makes smart decisions he's you know he's got good escapability in the pocket and they've got a great running game. You know, uh, Tommy Reese and uh, Lance Taylor are doing a terrific job with that. Uh, so uh, that's you know, and it, it, I, I think that's not something that ACC teams see a whole lot of. So you know, they're benefiting from that as well. Well, ten days ago, I saw a whole lot of Ohio State, and right in front of my own eyes here at Beaver <laughs> Stadium, uh, and uh, before this began, I, you know, you weren't sure if they could get to the college football playoff. Three games into this thing, what kind of Ohio State team are you seeing? I think they're really good. Um, you know, Justin Fields is is just so much fun to watch. He's so effective. He's so exciting. Uh, it's, you know, quarterback is, for the reasons I just, you know, we just talked about, quarterback is the be-all and end-all position now. You know, it, even you know, even running backs are kind of an afterthought in the Heisman discussions. Which you know, when I began covering this sport in the late '80s, we you know, the '80s were all about running backs winning the Heisman. That's you know, right. With the notable, you know, notable exception, exception of Doug Flutie. Uh, you know, now uh, you look at quarterbacks first. It's just the way the game is constructed. And quarterbacks are running and passing now, the most effective ones. And Justin Fields is doing a terrific job of that. Uh, it, it just looks like Ohio State's level of talent is a step above the rest of the conference. And yeah, it, it's a real credit to what you know, Ryan Day picked up from Urban Meyer and, and has taken off. So then let's go to the other side, to the other team that was on that field that night and one I just watched play Maryland the other day. What has been your thought watching Penn State? Uh, sort of, uh, you know, open-mouthed, uh, you know, just staring at it, trying to comprehend it mostly. I mean, I didn't see – it was funny. I, the opener, I listened – I, I, now that I think about it, I listened to you uh, as I was coming home. I covered West Point that day. I had a story post today about football at West Point right. and uh, driving back listening to you call the game. And, and uh, it, it, I just sort of wrote that one off as it's the first game and nobody really practiced. And, you know, you, you, first games are always kind of messy, sloppy affairs anyway. But, right. 
they are uh, they're struggling. Uh, you know, offense is just seems sort of uh, looking for you know a, a spark. Um, I, I, you know, I haven't I haven't seen the last two games. I've just looked at the stats, and, and it, it's clear that on both sides of the ball, it, it, uh, they're not very effective. Uh, you know, and who's to say? I mean, Maryland is, you know, has just been completely up and down from one week to the next. Uh, but clearly, uh, Tonga Vailoa is, has, you know, he's got a great coach in Mike Loxley and, and is a talented kid. And, you know, may, it may be nothing more than, you know, the, the schedule, you know, leaked up and bit Penn State. Uh, in the behind in the first three weeks of the season. I mean, it's three pretty good teams that, that Penn State's played. Can you tell me a little bit about your West Point experience and what that was like? Uh, yeah, you know, I I, I think anybody that, that loves college football uh, really appreciates the Saturday uh, at West Point. And it's a beautiful place. There's so much history there. There's so much American history there. There's so much football history there, and you know, it, it, you if you've been there, you you know to go first thing in the morning so you can watch the Corps parade across the plain. It's just a a, a magical event. It, you know, it, it doesn't last half an hour, but you know, you see these guys. Uh, you know, just they're just so. I mean, it's just so fun to watch and, and, and something to marvel at is, is to watch them uh, do their spit and polish thing and they come out and you know in whatever uniform they're told to come out in and they're crisp and it's like watching them walk you know watching them march into the army navy game they do it right. you know but uh and it starts from there and you know there's tailgate tents all over the post don't call it a campus and then Mikey Stadium is is yeah. nearly a hundred years old, and, and that's you know the, that was the home of of Red Blake and Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside and, and Pete Dawkins and you know the Lonesome End. I mean, all those great stories that we tell about Army football, and fans really appreciate it. And the reason I wanted to go is that there are no fans. You know, civilians are not allowed on the post, and I just wanted to be there. And experience what that's like uh, with nobody else there, and it was it was odd. You know, the only people in the in the stadium are the core, and uh, they're having a great time. It, it's a real respite for them, uh, you know. But the only people that will be at the Army Navy game will be the core and the brigade of midshipmen. So that's the reason they moved it to Mikey Stadium on December twelfth, and that's going to be pretty cool too. Absolutely. It's going to be pretty cool. It's also a weekend where, on the quote uncool side, the number of SEC postponements this weekend oh, that are wow. t- taking place. It's it's um, not quite an avalanche, but it's it's the snow's rolling down the hill. It really is. I mean, I, you know, I feel bad for CBS. I feel bad for ESPN. I feel bad for, for viewers. Uh, but, you know, this is what we were warned about. Steve, you know, I mean, yep. as the weather gets cold and we all move back inside, there was going to be a surge, and there has been. Uh, I, I marvel, frankly, that we've only had 50 games postponed or canceled. You know, mm-hmm. the number, give or take, is 50 at this point, and 
uh, it's, uh, I think the schools are doing the best they can. Uh, and I would venture to say that football programs as a whole are probably uh, following more protocols and, and are in general safer places to be than certainly than the general campus at large, if not the, you know, the outside population. Uh, they're doing the best they can, uh, but it's just it's, it's tough. When you've had a chance, Ivan, to talk with, with coaches or even with players, but mostly with coaches, how much of their time is taken up with COVID protocols versus how much time is being taken up by actually coaching the team? Oh, that's a good question. You know, they have folded it into their day-to-day routines, and, and as you know, uh, you know, coaches are all about routine. Yes. yes. So it's not it's not onerous. It's just something they have to do. And uh, you know, they they're all getting tested every day, or or, or you know, a few days a week. Uh, they're all very careful. I know, for instance, at Auburn. Uh, you know the the equipment staff comes in after every meeting and they uh, spray the room down and then mm-hmm. they put tape over the across the doors to indicate the room has been sanitized. You know so uh, you know multiply that by 130 programs. I think people are going to great lengths to try to to maintain as as antiseptic an atmosphere as is possible. Which now brings us to, obviously, continuing to push forward. Penn State will play at Nebraska this week. They've got that game. Uh, then, But Alabama's not going to play LSU this weekend. Uh, how precarious can this potentially be going into the next month? Because instead of starting earlier, many started later. Well, it, it's... You know, I think we're getting to the point now where we're not having postponements; we're having cancellations. Yeah, LSU does not have a; they don't have a a a free day to reschedule Alabama. You know, Alabama. I think uh, I don't think Alabama has one either. Maybe they do. I think they do on December twelfth. They do. Uh, um, So you know that that's it's it's getting problematic. And and to you know circle back to where we started this conversation. Uh, you know the teams are going to have unbalanced schedules, and you know, and even within conferences, some teams are going to play more games than other. You know, uh, there's uh, the Cal. Uh, Cal didn't get on the field last week, and, and their game this Saturday is hanging by a thread. Um, you know, I, I, it's uh, it's got to be enormously frustrating for those kids and that coaching staff. But uh, that's just you know. Nobody said we were going to have. You know, we're all so excited that we even have any college football at all. Right. Uh, you know, nobody said what we got was going to be perfect from the day it started. Yeah. It just this is what it is. Uh, we all know what transpired with you in the past week to ten days. How gratifying has it been the reaction of colleagues and friends? And the outpouring that you've had, and and the great respect with which people um, look at you with, including myself, obviously. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it, it's been. Uh, it, you know, I, I tweeted if you were trying to make me feel good, then, then you succeeded. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. very nice, and uh, you know, I, I think as we've seen so often in professional sports, a lot of times that 
contracts come down to timing and, and luck and you know when does your and when does your contract end that's and, right yeah and and you know mine's ending in the middle of a uh, a pandemic that's taken an enormous toll on Disney's parent comp I mean on Disney which is ESPN's parent mm-hmm. company and on ESPN and, you know I understand that I mean you know my my feelings are hurt but I get it I understand it yeah. and you know so uh, free agency you know I just gotta yep you know, go out there and find me a Steinbrenner. You know, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, you know I've got uh, a book manuscript due uh, at the end of this month. Uh, I'm writing a book about uh, my late son Max and about yeah. uh, about grief, and that's been mm. uh, really rewarding. And, and uh, I'm. I'm almost done. So uh, once I get that out of the way, I can, you know, wrap things up at ESPN and start mm-hmm. figuring out, you know, what what's the next step. Yeah, my my son and his family live in Penfield. All right, and in fact, they they moved there from Rochester. So I was, you know, ah. I just literally was up there about two months ago, and I and I thought of you when I when oh, I when I stood there. Thank you. No, I mean, my goodness, yeah. who couldn't? Um, you will obviously find something. Whomever gets you will be richer for it because uh, college football has tremendously benefited from your work, and I know I benefit every time I get to either hear it or read it. So thank you so much and appreciate you very much. Well, you're very nice, Steve. Anytime. Look forward to it. Ivan Mazel, still currently with ESPN. Great to have him with us on the show today. All right. Uh, Big announcement uh, for Maryland with eight COVID cases. Their game with Ohio State out this weekend. Penn State's numbers were 2,285 tests from October 31 to November 6. They have six positives. Now, this includes all the daily antigen testing. So 2,285 tests, six positives, none pending. All right? So we always like to, on Wednesday, give you that update. Back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Spent an emotional hour last night watching... Scott Henry and Orange Lions presentation on Adam Talaferro. Um, it's interesting in going back over that time. I, I'm not one that sits there and looks at. Hey, let's you know, let's listen to the highlights from the last game. So, what Jack and I said that day. As it happened, I'd only had heard one other time, and that was on Thanksgiving Day that year because CBS, at halftime of the Georgia-Georgia Tech game, did a piece on Adam, and it's the only time I ever heard what we said during that time frame. And watching it last night, reliving it, 
I remember every Thursday night before the talk show, I always had that opening segment before Joe would come on. Same thing I do now. The opening segment, I open the show, and then we have guests after that. That opening segment for weeks was me updating Adam Talaferro. I would talk with Joe Sarah, who was in constant contact with them. Joe was down at McGee. I'm talking with Joe Sarah all the time. And so he would tell me what was going on. I said, well, is it okay with the Talaferro family? They said, oh, absolutely. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Great deals to be had. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Been a day with a lot of announcements, one of them being Maryland and Ohio State not playing. Maryland has eight positives. So they are pausing their football activity. Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Mississippi State, Georgia, Missouri, they're all paused right now. Um, Penn State is playing at Nebraska. They announced today Penn State did 2,285 tests October 31st to November 6th with six positives. This includes the daily antigen testing. So that was Penn State's big announcement today, which is typical for a Wednesday. I was talking about Adam Talaferro earlier, uh, the show that was on last night. And it really was an emotional ride. I was talking about, you know, obviously you go through it, you do it. I've told the story before about I, I knew it was bad when he was on the field. And Jack and I both knew it was bad when he was on the field. Because you just see how he's laying there with his legs over himself and there's no movement. And then when they put him on the stretcher, normally when somebody's put on the stretcher and they're in that situation... They try to give everybody a little encouragement. They give a little thumbs up, and there's no thumbs up. Well, there's a reason there's no thumbs up. He couldn't move. And I'm watching this last night, and Wayne is so emotional. Wayne Sebastianelli, so emotional. I mean, tears. Wayne saved his life that day. In fact, indirectly, Bao Ju saved his life. Because Bao Ju went to pick him up and stopped and called out the doctors and the trainers right away. So George Salvatore and, and Wayne went out there. And Wayne could tell he was in trouble right away, and he, he said, nobody touch him. And that 3% window that Adam had to walk was preserved because of what they did and did not do on the field. But I remember when they were wheeling him 
out because the track was still in the stadium at Ohio State. And we did not take a commercial break. We were on the entire time. And I remember him not giving the thumbs up, and I thought, that's bad. I didn't mention it on the broadcast. But I was worried when he was on the field. I was really worried when they took him off the field. And then because of the circumstances, now I can't do it this year because of the situation about traveling and not traveling with the team. But the way it used to be, or the way it is now, is that James Franklin goes to the game early enough where Jack and I can get on the team buses and we can go right into the stadium. And that's because the training staff, Andy Buttonham's now the trainer, and Andy's fabulous at what he does. They prefer to tape the players, ankles, knees, shoulders, whatever, at the stadium instead of at the hotel. So they leave earlier. Well, George Salvatera liked to tape the players at the stadium. Excuse me, he liked to tape the players at the hotel. So he liked to tape them at the hotel, so when everybody got on the bus, they were all set to go. So Joe would leave later. Thus, Jack and I had to get to the stadium, you know, with cabs and or writers driving us, whatever. We'd have to work it out. Well, I'd always have to bring my bag with me, my overnight bag. And so instead of the booth, the old booth at Ohio State was, was small. The new one is really has a lot of space in it, but the old one before they did the renovations was small. So I, I got into the stadium and I decided to take my overnight bag and put it in the locker room. Then the game was delayed in starting. It poured thunderstorm. So I delayed it a half an hour. Now, I already went through what happened in the fourth quarter, the whole deal. Now I go down now. Okay, so I thought it's bad. he's bad in the field. I thought it was really bad when it when they wheeled him off and he didn't give a thumbs up. And then when I went down to the locker room to get my bag, Tom Venerino was on the phone. Joe was standing next to him, you know, maybe about five, six feet away from him, leaning up against the wall. And Joe was ashen. And I, th- I went from, this is bad, this is really bad, and seeing Joe's face, I thought, oh, my God, this is tragic. So they get on the plane, and Joe decides to go back because he was really torn. He didn't know what to do. And so he decides to get on the plane, and we go back. And then when the plane landed... The buses went back to last. He called the team in there in a team meeting, essentially told them everything he knew, then went back to the airport, got on the plane, and went back to Adam. Now, those weeks after that, every Thursday night, as I mentioned in the previous segment, I would talk with Joe Sarah. And Joe would tell me, he says, hey, Adam moved his toe. I said, wow. I said, I said, I said, is it okay with the family if I, I, I mention this? He says, Andre and Addie want you to. I said, okay. Well, I said, as long as they're fine with it. So I opened up each show on Thursday night before Joe came on with an update on Adam. 
He's moved a toe. He's moved a hand. He's lifting his arms over his head. He's now walking with assistance. You know, I mean, all these, you know, then, of course, November 1st, he got, he got discharged. But the updates still continue. And that's how he opened all the shows that year after he got hurt. And then when he comes running through the tunnel... You know, I'm watching this last night. I'm getting emotional watching it. And I'm realizing as I'm watching it that when all this stuff happened, I, I, I guess you train yourself in such a way where where you're able to block off that emotion as you're doing the job. But then as you're sitting there watching the documentary, sitting there, tears rolling down your cheek and everything like that. All right. Uh, so it was uh, it's an incredible story very inspirational the hard work he had to put in and the people who worked around him at McGee were just phenomenal phenomenal and I believe it's on again tonight at 6 o'clock is it 6 o'clock tonight? I think it was on today at 1 it's on 6 tomorrow I think if you get a chance Oh, you know, and I'm talking about you. You know, you're reliving the week. You're, re, you're, you know, that prayer service on the old main steps. I, I'm, I'm the MC of that thing. You're just trying to like, okay, they give you a list of names of who's going to speak, and there's a prayer service and all thing. I was stunned by how many people were out there. Um, Joe gave a great talk. Players gave a great talk. And everybody disbanded. Now, there's a funny story out. And again, so now let me tell you the funny story about the game with Purdue. Now, Penn State wins the game 22-20. Now, Purdue, with Drew Brees, wins the Big Ten Championship. They go to the Rose Bowl that year. But you always talk about you play the, you play the way you practice – so let me tell you a funny story about them. Joe had the innate ability. <laughs> I can't I can't figure it out. But just when something needed to be corrected, he'd boom, glance over in that direction. <laughs> Uncanny. So I'm standing on the practice field and it's Thursday. And so Joe is standing on the offensive practice field watching them go through the script. Meanwhile, defense is working on the late-game situation on the defensive practice field. And I think it was Zach Wasserman was the quarterback for the scout team. He throws one deep down the middle. Tikus Pettigrew comes over, hits him right in the nine. Boom. <laughs> it falls to the ground. And Joe looks over just when he does it. And he yells out, Tikus, that's the ball game! <laughs> and get to the game. Late in the game, Penn State's up 22-20. Breeze is in a quarterback. Breeze drops back to pass like a third and long. I didn't know. In fact, it's fourth and long. It's fourth down, like, I don't know, 10, 15. He's back on his own. 20-yard line, 15-yard line, something like that. He throws it over the middle. 
Tika's Pettigrew reads it perfectly. Comes over, boom, hits him right in the nine, boom, and goes right to the ground. <laughs> and Jack looks over and says, I can't believe he dropped it. And I looked over and I said, I can't. He did it on Thursday. <laughs> so, you can laugh about it now because Penn State won the game. But I couldn't believe it. It was, the, it was exactly the play they prepared for on Thursday's practice. Exactly the play. And Pettigrew did exactly the same thing. He read it perfectly and went over to catch him, and boom, and boom, and that's why you get switched from wide receiver to safety. All right, so <laughs> that, that old saying. <laughs> if you were great at catching the ball, you'd still be a wide receiver. All right. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, and I went up. There you go. I guess we call that story time with Steve. But yeah. Uh, that's what that's what Kevin used to call it when he was on the show. The suit. Story time with Steve. But it was boy it was. That was some wild you know, I mean let's face it, depressing. At moments uplifting. It was just a wide range of emotions, such a roller coaster. Such a roller coaster. <laughs> oh well. Uh, and the last time I talked to Adam was ten days ago. He's doing terrific. Last time I talked to him was ten days ago. All right. We will take a break. We'll come back, wrap it up in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. No need to search high and low for the best holiday bargains. They're easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia. Sunbury Motors Kia, all prices are clearly marked with rebates and discounts. See the sticker and know the savings. SMC has 27 2021 Kia Sportages to choose from, and they start at just $23,490. Kia's all-new midsize sedan, the Kia K5, starts at only $23,746, and it's now available in all-wheel drive. And listen to this. Sunbury Motors Kia has 23 of the hot new 2021 Kia Seltos arriving this month. Reserve yours today. This small all-wheel drive crossover starts at $23,000. And remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. The best holiday bargains are easy to find at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. As we mentioned, uh, we had a power surge about an hour ago. We've uh, tracked it down. It wasn't just the red, blue, white lights, the band. It was actually the laser light show that when the suit walks in, it's in the contract. What are you supposed to do? The laser light show. And the moving spotlights. I think it's a bit much, but that's just me. I you know. 
Back to pass, looking all the way to Titus. Pick six coming! Krieger! Goal! Touchdown! Shikalemi! Krieger saw what I saw! Oh boy. And with the holidays coming up, <laughs> holiday linkage will take place. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Oh. You get awards for that stuff, huh? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Oh. Do you want to keep your job? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy, it's rained all day. It is poured all day, isn't it? Same here. Wow. Yeah, you're far from being out of it, too. Because I was looking at the radar, and... I mean, we're on the edge of it here, but we're still in it. Uh, you aren't. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have it through tomorrow morning. Really? Yeah. Now, we may slide out of here pretty soon here because we're far enough west. But <laughs> this is what I did yesterday. So I go out yesterday morning and I decide, you know what? I should lawn sweep the lawn, get rid of as many leaves as possible here. It's supposed to rain Wednesday. Okay, so I get out there, ding, 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 35 minutes later, 40 minutes later, whatever, done. Clean as a whistle. I leave. i got to take care of some stuff. I come back to do the show at 3 o'clock. I pull over the driveway. The entire lawn looks as if I had not touched anything. <laughs> so when the show was over last night, my tractor does have lights. So I went out, and I cleaned the whole thing up again. I got this mountain of leaves. And, of course, it's raining today, and guess what? It looked, The lawn looks like I never touched anything yesterday. <laughs> I had these big maples in this yard, a huge oak tree. You got two big maples on one side of the yard with an oak tree right behind it, and they're just flying down. A for effort, though. Well, I wanted to, get, I wanted to pick them up while they were dry. That was why, that's why I said, hey, look, I better go out and do this again. The reason is that let's get, because it's just easier to do. When they're flying into the into the sweeper, into the bag, I mean, as opposed to slopping over because they're wet, that's not fun. Not fun at all. All right. So Maryland, Ohio State canceled. Eight positives at Maryland. The LSU-Alabama game at the moment would be listed as postponed. Missouri-Georgia postponed. Auburn-Mississippi State postponed. And the Masters gets underway tomorrow, and Jerry Dulac is going to be with us on the show. Can't wait to talk with him. Steelers are off to their first ever 8-0 start. Uh, they've got Cincinnati this week. We don't know yet the status of Ben Roethlisberger. What they do in the NFL is they wear these necklaces that have a device on it. And they can tell you if you have been in, in within 10 feet of a person that's had COVID. That's how they do this. 
That was the issue with Matthew Stafford. He kept testing negative, 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 but they had to put him on the COVID IR list because he was within 10 feet of somebody that had. So, turned out he been negative all week and then was able to play the game on Sunday. College doesn't have that, but they are doing the daily antigen testing, which is a huge positive, and that's why Penn State has so many tests, 2,285 tests in a week. Obviously, it's a big number. They had six. So, and that's for the whole athletic department. So there you go. Another one in the books. The Eagles did not play over the weekend. Thus, Mad has not been violently mad. <laughs> I'm feeling good right now, but that may change Sunday. We'll see. I mean, even when they win, you're bitter. Because it hasn't been clean. <laughs> I just want a what, clean 60-minute game. I'm not asking for much. What game is? Look, watch Kansas City play. How clean's Kansas City playing? Well, they haven't been lately. And they've been like that all year. Minus the Ravens game. I mean, but essentially, what game is? Valid to a point. I mean, every once in a while you get one that you look around so doggone dominant. You're like, okay. But there aren't that many of them. Most of them have a lot of ebb and flow up and down. That's why people love football so much. Every game takes on its own personality. So far, Penn State fans have not liked the personality. (laughs) But the next one is Saturday at noon. We're on at 1030.